Hello and welcome to the Mental Health at Gaming podcast. Once again, I'm Bradley. And Stu's been sitting there working out the question. If some months have 30 days and other months have 31, how many have 28 days? When people say one, they're actually correct because of the way the question's worded. Because it doesn't say all months have 30 days bar one. No, it does not. So the question allows you just to say one day. I know that's been eating at you, Stu. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Other than that, obviously, plaguing me for, you know, months, if not years. So, yeah, yeah. Mental mental effort on that one. Where... Yeah, it's, do, you know, do you know those, um, what they call them? They call them, te- not teasers, riddles they call them in America, these ones. That's what they are, they're riddles. Um, yeah. All those questions, such as the, oh, uh, um, a father and his son was ki- uh, were in a car crash and the father died. They rushed the son to the hospital and the surgeon went, oh, I can't operate on them. That's my son. How is this possible kind of thing? Uh, most, most normal people go, well, it's because it's his mum, clearly. And other people go, oh, oh, I don't know. Maybe they were switched at birth. And like, no, no, it's his mum. Uh, and stuff like that. You get all those <laughs> weird, weird questions and sort of stuff like that. Um, it's kind of, I kind of got to a point where I kind of got obsessed with them recently. And I was going, they're just worded badly so that they're meant to confuse you. Yes. So when people give the wrong answer and get belittled for it at times, that's not a bad thing. Because um, I remember seeing there was yeah. a thing about gender equality on a TV program, and uh, it might have been the news, and they sent someone out to do some Vox Pops. They asked that surgeon question, and it was like to go, oh, look, how pe- a lot, so many people are geared towards this as a man's job rather than a woman's job. But when you hear the question being asked, they emphasised the he and him in the question. Right. So that when you actually come around to answer it, in your head, subconsciously, all you've got is he, him, male. Um, it's because it really is. They go, a father and his son are killed in a car crash and the father died. And it's really emphasising the male part. So you just kind of go, yeah, it's the way it's worded. It's designed in that way. So you can't gain anything. But yeah, that was eating away at me for a while. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it goes all the way back to the... Um... You know, when I was going to St. Ives, you remember that one? Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, the seven wives have seven cats, the seven cats have seven hats or whatever. And it's just yeah. like, you know, how many were going to St. Ives? Yeah, just the one that you were talking about. But it's phrased in a way that if you're not, if you're not like on the ball, if you're not paying attention, then you miss it. But like you said, it's, it's geared to trick you, you know, it's there yeah. to trick you. So it's a kind of a comprehension test, but an, an unfair comprehension test. Mm, yeah, definitely. But something that does need comprehension is a good video game, Stu. Segway? Segway, 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 segway. Segway, indeed. I think that's a segway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely. What have you been playing? So I've actually got a stack of stuff to talk about and not played any of them this week, yet they are all quite recent. So... That's a, another tongue-twisting riddle. I was going to say, it's another, it's another riddle. Yeah, yeah, you see, the, it all ties in. Is the answer, no, it's made out of glass? <laughs> <laughs> Should be, because that would be excellent, but no. <laughs> so um, there's a few that are, are, are really worth talking about, actually. The first one is Super Bomberman R Online. Mm, I've, not, I've not played this one yet. Right, yeah, no, no, it's really, it's a really interesting one to talk about, because it's like... 
put in, um, I, I don't know who the best team at Euros is. I've watched a few of the games. Probably Italy are the best. So it's like putting Italy on the pitch against yeah. somebody fairly, you know, fairly minor, let's call you know, England. Ma- England, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Macedonia, but they would probably pick England. So yeah, well, put mediocre, like England, uh, and then all they do is turn around and, and score own goals and nothing else. Because they've put it together so that it's like, you know, um, Tetris 99 and, and yeah. Pac-Man, whatever that one's called. And, you know, it, it's the classic Bomberman game with new, you know, a few new quirks, but nothing that destroys the core experience. It has, it does have a paywall if you want to really kind of engage with it properly, but that's only $7.99. So that's like, oh, okay, it's cheeky that you have to, to play it. They advertise it as free, but you have to really pay. Yeah, but it's $7.99. Think of it as a paid game and you're laughing on yeah. that level. All right. So you get in, you do that. And then it takes three minutes to load between stages to between games. And it absolutely kills it. And like, I've done this, I I started off on my switch and it was three minutes. uh, And the switch is like the least powered device I have. And then I went to my PC, which is the most powerful device I have running off an MVME M2 SSD. So it can do like three gigs per second. Yeah. And that still took three minutes. So it's yeah. not a te- it's not not a technical thing. Well, it is, but it's on their side, and it totally totally ruins it. And I'm not exaggerating. It like there is n- literally no point for me. I mean, maybe if you're like ten and you got nothing else to do in your free time, but any anyone over the age of ten is going to go sod this. I'm not like because you can get into it. It doesn't allow you to like die immediately like a first-person shooter. You know, it's got things in place that mean that you're in it for about, a, you know, a minute, or a, at least I think mm. it's about a minute, you know. No, no, you, you've done me there. No way yeah. should the loading take longer than the time you're in a game. I was going to say, I was going to say, Never. you know, if you have a great run, you you might do, well, I don't know, five minutes. Um, I've never got that far. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're going to be spending at the very very best 50% of your time in loading screens and at worst you're going to be spending 90 90% or more of it oh, in no. loading screen that's insane it's not even a game when you have to wait that long is it still it's still Konami isn't it yeah but the, it, yeah. there's a, a dev team running it um that isn't them but i but mean the servers are probably being run by a 90 year old japanese grandma playing a pachinko machine Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They, they probably let like all of the internets that they've got dribble down through a pachinko slot. Yeah. So, yeah. So a, a good game, totally, totally ruined by its implementation. So I, I've, I, I, I've got always plans in my head, always plans in my head. You, you know me, Stu. I've got plans coming out of the every office. The wazoo is the technical term. That's, that's yeah. the word. I couldn't think yeah. of it. And um, it's one of the plans, one of the ones I want to do is based on watching, um, have you ever watched Scott the Was on YouTube? No. Oh, he's, he's intri- I like him. He talks about loads of random video game stuff. He's, quite, he's only young, but he talks about loads of retro stuff. He talks about things like video game cases and um, special controllers. And he's a really entertaining guy. Anyway, I'm thinking, right, what I actually want to talk about, I want to do a series based that I want to call Money Left on the Table where you just look at an idea, you just go, do this, it's free money. It prints money for you. Um, so that's what I want to talk about. 
why have they not put Call of Duty on the Switch? Right, it might not be for everyone, but why have they not just got? I'll tell you what, let's do the original Modern Warfare trilogy, which ran on a 360, so will run on a Switch. Put that out there, free money, if it works, whatever. Put Call of Duty Mobile on a Switch, um, using the mobile graphics, see how it runs, probably most likely free money, and test the waters for future adap- adaptations. One of them is this Bomberman R Online. It's got a new graphics. As far as I'm aware, it's got, it uses the graphics of Super Bomberman R. Now, I'm looking at it and going, use the SNES graphics. Take, take that side out of it. Use the SNES graphics. Um, do that. Probably be able to cut down on loading in the, you know, the visual side of it and everything. Um, and it was a really incredibly simple game that loaded quickly back in the day from what I can remember. Um, base it around that print money away you go and just allow people then to maybe to do different style skins and stuff like that for it maybe character skins like they do for fall guys but yeah i was kind of looking at it initially but i heard about the loading and i was like no i'm out i'll get distracted three minutes of loading for yeah and i didn't realize the gameplay was so short either which is a shame yeah um uh, yeah, uh, basically, uh, I I got not only got distracted, I was distracted to the point of tears. It was just horrible. But yeah, no, having um, a, a SNES skin would be a really good idea. It, it's funny because they, uh, yeah, Pac-Man Championship ed- Edition, uh, I can't remember if they ever ended up with extra skins for that, but they definitely did in, in the sequel. And it's just like, uh, why have you not learnt that lesson? You know, everything with with Bomberman Online seems to be done on the cheap and slapdash, and just without any thought, care, or attention put into it at all. Every single retro game that they decide to remake basically needs to look at two examples: Pac-Man Championship Edition, DX, whatever, but either any of the Championship Editions of the, the first game. Look at that, or Space Invaders Extreme. Yes. Look at those two. That's how you bring an old classic into the modern world. That's it. Done. Yeah. Winner. Yeah. Um, or Shatter for Breakout, by the way. That was really good. Um, that was a really good game. Um, but yeah, look at those two examples. If you are not meeting that, go back to the drawing board. Um, and you don't even need to do that for a new Bomberman. The SNES game was perfection absolute perfection um so yeah yeah it's a shame konami missed opportunity what can you say that's their that's their ethos now um bomberman will probably become a pachinko machine it is crazy yeah it's, it's to- totally like i say an own goal yeah yeah so what about you what have you been playing so i'm gonna start off with a bit of a negative um both I suppose almost figuratively and literally. Um, I've been playing Death Crown. Um, I think. Let me just double check it was called Death Crown uh, because it was Death something. <laughs> I've had a lot of games called Death of late and I've, I, I nearly got it with um, mixed up with something else. So there's some top quality stuff because I double checked this just before we started recording. But because of my um, ADHD, I forgot what it was called. Um <laughs> Yeah, Death Crown. It was Death Crown. Because I was thinking, what's that um, Dragon's Crown I was thinking of? What's the one with yeah. the big boobs and the big chested fellas? 
Yeah, Dragon's Crown. Yeah. Dragon's Crown. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking of that. Uh, I was trying to get that out of my head that they. I was right, and then I've just gone back to thinking of Dragon's Crown. That's a really good game, but I want to see that on the Switch. But anyway, um, <laughs> Death Death Crown. It's a. Uh, it's like a really basic strategy type game, very minimalistic. So you've got this like. And it took me ages to play this because of my eyesight previously. And then I played it and now I've got eye issues again, which we'll come to in a little bit. You get this world. It's like this white background with this very basic, like out ink almost style drawing that goes over the top. You place your your cards or characters down on uh, this hexagonal grid. And then when you place one down, it grows the area. You can put more and stuff like that. And you advance on the enemy. And then what you do is you put others down that can attack, others that defend, and then you say to, like, I want this attacker to attack over there and stuff like that. And the idea is to put all the attacks in on the enemy. Very, very basic stuff, very minimalistic. And I played it, and the first couple of goes I played, it doesn't really do much in terms of explanation, by the way, but anyway, played it, first few goes, really enjoyed it. I found myself going, I, I like this. I really do like it. It's a nice concept. It's simple to pick up and play. And then, I don't know, it's just got bored. <laughs> um, we've been about half hour playing it. I just got bored. Yeah. I, I don't know why, because it, it, it's short games. The matches take a few minutes. Um, and it's like nice quick turnover. The pace on it's really good. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. But, yeah, I've just got bored and i don't know why and i don't know if it's the game or if it's me so i did check a few other reviews afterwards and generally the consensus is people didn't like it but other people didn't like it not for the reasons i didn't like it i liked it i just got bored but i almost feel like it'd be better as and it's not often i'll say this it'd be better as a mobile game right one that if i'm sat at a bus stop or on the bus for 20 minutes i'll pick it up but when I'm looking at the switch and I've, I, you know, I'm sitting there and I've got solitaire conspiracy to play, which we'll come to in a little bit. When I've got one day, soon I'm going to have Spelunky to play on it. When I've got Tetris 99, Pac-Man 99, when I've got the Mario games all sat there, it's not the sort of game I'm going to play on the switch. So for the first time, you'll hear me say, it's not ideal for the Switch. Um, <laughs> so, but I'd happily have paid like two ninety nine for it on mobile as a, as a full game. And then just, you know, 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there, if that five minutes. But yeah, just not on the Switch, unfortunately. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, there's, there's so many ways to approach like your game these days. And, and I think one thing that we may have lost out on a little bit in the... You know, in the sort of general sort of desktop and handheld style console thing, is not playing to a machine's strengths because you want to get it across as many as possible. And you know, like mobile games, because they don't have controllers, they have to focus on that. Yeah. So the good, the good ones, you know, are both very specific to mobile gaming, but also good games. And that it's, I mean, obviously, there's so much garbage on mobile, but. The good ones really stand out for that reason, but yeah, the 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 ones, the games that really stand out on on console, even the really good ones, tend to have quite generic controls, and that's definitely one thing that's a barrier to progress. I feel because 
you know, there's nobody really kind of pushing that forward at the moment because, you know, the last the last time it was done in the mainstream was like the Wii and the Wii U, and it's not really happened with the Switch. So, yeah, I don't know really where I'm going with this, but <laughs> no, but well, you're right. It's um, I mean, in all fairness to developers, they they've made this game. It's not been made for mobile. So it's not as if it's a game that's been ported from mobile and then put on the Switch for the sake of it. It was made for pc consoles um it's, it's honestly i can see why they've done it because you probably don't want to be known as a mobile developer at the moment because it's still a toxic wasteland but I, for me that's just where it would have been better um I, again i'm looking at it i can't remember if it's on xbox and ps4 or anything we should just say xbox and playstation platforms from here on in shouldn't we really to us not to but anyway yeah, i guess so and it's on PC, definitely. And again, you look at it and you look at what else you've got available on Steam. Uh, yeah, it's it, it should be a mobile game. And I mean, a paid-for mobile game, no microtransactions, and it would be so much better. I love the art style. I love the concept, but there's just not enough there for me to, to take it forward. You know, when I look at games like Tidy Metal, which do the, uh, the Advanced Wars strategy style thing, and Wargroove, and um, other sort of like strategy based games they do it there's enough content there to do it so when you do a minimalistic version of it you've got to have enough content there to compete with those and it's it's just not but as a pick up and play great just not as a full console experience which which the switch is unfortunately um dsiware or you know um an e-shop exclusive on the uh, 3ds again probably would have worked brilliantly that the switch is kind of a full console although you know i play it mainly handheld and you know you do get a lot of indie experiences on there and it's a good game one platform yeah fair enough fair enough yeah <clears throat> that was me saying a lot of yes um, mm. <laughs> um i like i like it when people agree with me yeah it's agreeable <laughs> or just not a lot either or i don't mind <laughs> I sit here shaking my head, but you can't see that, so that's good. Uh, so yeah, your mouth says yes, but your eyes are saying, "Christ, no." <laughs> you got it. Um, no, that's not true. the The next thing I've been playing is um, one that kind of came up on my radar a little while ago, and then I totally forgot about, it, and then it was in a sale, and it's because I put it on my wish list. There was the only only reason that I remembered it, hence why wish lists are a brilliant idea, uh, and it was on Steam. And it's called Speed Limit. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. So it's a retro pastiche type game. It's basically like a bunch of arcade games of the past thrown together. In a kind of modern style in that, you know, it's a, it's a bit sort of roguelike Only in that it restarts instantly and and stuff like that rather than having lives. It's not really like roguelike even. More like a, more like a, 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 a kind of shooter version of Trials. Yes, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And basically what you do is like you start off in a train carriage. Uh, you're just a, a regular bloke just standing there and another bloke comes in, dies and falls in front of you and he's got a gun in his hand and the gun drops to the floor and just as you're trying to work out what's going on, a load of like ter- well, terrorist-looking kind of guys burst in and start shooting at you and you pick up the gun and shoot back. And it's just like that. And then you're like running along and you've got to jump over carriage ga- gaps in the carriages and stuff like that and return fire and then hel- helicopters attack you. And it's all really intense and it's really difficult. 
Uh, and then you complete that stage and it moves on to one where you're in a, a side-scrolling car game where you, you're shooting at people. And then there's a vertical one that's a bit like Spy Hunter. And it just carries on like that. Insanely difficult. And it's all about like incremental improvements and, and progress each time. And there's no depth to it. It's completely superficial. It's designed to be superficial, designed to be stupidly hard. And it's just meant to be played in, in really short bursts. Uh, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I So, yeah, I like the sound of that. Just looking this up now. Um, and it looks Checking right notes. Up, yeah, it looks right up my alley. So I don't know why I've never heard of it. And it's on the Switch. I have no idea why I've never heard of it. Um, it's an indie game. It looks right up my alley. And it came out in February. <clears throat> which could explain I was blind. So that might explain why I missed it. <laughs> adding that, to, I'm adding that to my uh, wish lists because that looks outstanding. Please tell me it is outstanding. Well, I mean, from my perspective, it's good. I think it's the sort of thing that will resonate with you more. Yeah. I, I enjoy it, but I'm... Because of, because of the way that I enjoy games, and the way that particularly I enjoy games that are thought of as being of older genres like arcade because i just prefer arcade games i want arcade games to be arcade games and it's a it's a you know mick take of arcade games basically so it uses so it looks like an old one it sort of plays like an old one but all of the way that it's structured every single thing about it is very very modern so it's like going, yeah, remember when games were dead hard? Well, yeah, this will be dead hard, but it doesn't matter because you can keep continuing. Oh, remember when you had to go back to the beginning of the level? Well, you don't have to do that because it always it will restart from where you are. And it just like, you know, it, it has these like quality of life improvements from modern games, but that they make, even though it's a pastiche, it feels like a modern game, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. That, that, I suppose I could see that bugging a little bit that... Yeah, you're self-aware. You don't need to keep telling me you're self-aware kind of thing. Yeah, it'll bug nobody except me, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> but you, I, I think you'll like it, yeah. I don't know how much it is on Switch. It was about £5.50 in the sale on Steam. and it was Yeah, like showing, us eight, showing us eight quid at the moment. Right. So yeah, that, wait for a sale. Well, no, I was going to say for, for you, eight quid, I think, is probably absolutely fine for what, for what you get. Doesn't seem overpriced. I might check my um, my credit on the Switch account and see if I've got enough left to maybe pick that up. But yeah, though no, you've piqued my interest one hundred percent on that one. It does look really good and the sort of thing. I, yeah, the sort of thing I really do like. Nice. See, that's my kind. What's it called for the day? Deed. <laughs> yeah, let's go with deed. <laughs> Indeed, let's go with deed. Talking of retro games give it a modern twist, we can segue straight into Unmetal, which is a retro-inspired game that... Okay. The original Metal Gear, right? So, uh, obviously, depending on the age of people listening to this, when you hear Metal Gear, you either go, I remember that back on um, on the old... on the MSX and other systems around that era, or you go, what, the PlayStation 1 game? No, this is not based on the PlayStation 1 game. This is based on Metal Gear, not Metal Gear Solid. And it's, yeah, it's kind of this, this it plays very, very similar to, to the original Metal Gear game. 
you do a lot of <clears throat> sneaking around but there is some action in there as well and much like you said with like um speed limit where it does a lot of modernization with it this does a lot of that as well so it does a lot of things that you it's needed to bring it into the modern day and it doesn't take itself seriously but it does at the same time so the gameplay loop in it is quite serious but really well made um, structured really well but uh, playing it at the moment, and I can't remember if this is out of early access. No, this is out. No, it's not. It's out in summer. I'm getting this early, so consider this um, a, a just a quick review on on the demo. I, I, I am not breaking any embargoes. I am <laughs> just checking my notes. <laughs> I'm not breaking any embargoes. So we professional. are so professional. Yes, we are. Right. Okay. Bear with me two seconds. Uh, la, la, well, la, while la, you do, <laughs> while on. you're doing that, in terms of staff, what platform is it on? It's on Steam. Oh, right. It's a Steam game. Okay. And visually, what's it like? It's like the original Metal Gear. So they've gone for it again, pastiche kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I can, I can preview. So this is a preview of the game. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Okay. We're safe. And yeah, so what it's got, it's kind of got that serious overtone to it, but it uses humour as well. So it kind of goes, hey, do you remember the 80s? Do you remember when games were like this? Do you remember when action was like this? And it's got a lot of reference humour in it to a degree. And I'm undecided on the early parts that I've played of this if I like that or if I'm totally fed up with it. <laughs> the trailer makes it obvious. When you watch the trailer, it does the, like, the, literally the first lines are uh, mimicking the A-team. And then there's a few other references to some other 80s TV shows and films. And I, in the trailer, it works. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I get it. That's, that's funny. And you kind of go, yeah, okay. Oh, that's piqued my interest. Um, in the game, it's there. It's not, but it's not over the top. But there's enough of it where I'm kind of, when I finished playing the early parts, I went, can I put up with this? Um, and honestly, my answer is, I don't know. Uh, I'm not 100% sure yet. So the idea is you've got to uncover this like this um, plot that's going on and you're trying to escape from an enemy base because you've been um, locked up for a crime you didn't commit. Okay. Which is quite, you know, uh, so yeah, I don't know, there's a bit of A team there, but you're a lone, you're a lone soldier with that one. So, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, you're trying to escape and uncover this plot that's going on. I won't talk about any of the actual story part beyond that, actually, because again, it's a preview. And but I'm having fun with it. It's kind of like it's it's so many retro-inspired bits going on, but it has been given a real modern upgrade that works. It's like we spoke about earlier on Bomberman and how that would be better. Just literally, just going, hey, this nice Bomberman. I've at it. You know, with this, no, you, you, you've got to do things. You've got inventory management to do, but it's done in a more modern take than how it used to be. And there's a huge arsenal of equipment that you can get of guns and things like that, grenades, blah, 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 blah. And, but it mixes action with sneaky bits and stealth. And it just, it just works really, really well. Uh, you know, it's due out this summer. I am playing a preview build of it. I don't know what else they've got to do to it, in all fairness, because it feels really nice to play. Honestly, I think if anything's going to hold it back, 
it's going to be reference humour. Right. I don't like... Right. Reference humour's fine in context. So, hey, do you remember Metal Gear? Do you remember the A-Team? Fine. Done. That's enough. I get it. Don't reference, reference, reference. And it, but in trying to be subtle, they're trying to be clever with it. And that's almost worse than when you see, like, do you know, like modern comedy films, what are they called? Um, parody films. Um, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. And it's just like you went from the subtleness of Airplane and even the original scary movie where there was a good plot behind it and then they used um, humour that you go, I remember that. That's kind of like that film, but it wasn't in your face. And then all the modern ones are just, hey, do you remember this scene from this film? Yeah, no, that, that I don't like things like that. And this tries to do the subtle thing, but not needed not needed the game's good enough to stand on its own just with that intro going hey it's metal gear but we've given it a bit of an a-team story yeah that's enough uh but uh, it's a good game good game in preview can't wait to see where it goes and i'll definitely be playing more of this um on full release but yeah that's unmetal right yeah yeah just looking at it now visually it looks quite nice um yeah it's a metal gear ass metal gear game totally <laughs> which is funny because over in i don't know how big it was in the states because it, it never came out on anything other than the like the msx and the nes in back in the day and like the nes was nothing in the uk because it was just too expensive and all the games were too expensive yeah so like metal gear had no impact in this country in in the uk rather until Metal Gear Solid, really. Yeah. There were a few, obviously, a few people who were, like, total nerds who knew of it. But, <laughs> but you know, I'm a total nerd, and I didn't know anything about it until Solid, really. So um, it's a funny one to go after, but as long as, the, yeah, as long as the core of the game's good, it might it might do quite well, I guess. Yeah, no, okay, there's nothing wrong with it. And some people might absolutely love the reference humour. But then who's it aimed at? Because if it's aimed from our age, who remember the 80s, then uh, uh, don't. And young people aren't going to get the constant reference humour. But it's not. it doesn't ruin it. It's so weird to try and explain that side of it because it, it doesn't ruin it. I, I'm, I still really enjoyed it. But I, I'm just worried that long term or over the length of the full game, it, if it carries on, and it isn't just an intro thing just to sort of go set things up more, then it might just bug me too much. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't want people to focus on that because you can get the demo on Steam now, I believe, and it is fantastic gameplay-wise. Oh, really, really good. Just that little bit, and I feel bad that I've concentrated on that bit. So gameplay-wise, excellent, excellent. The modern updates with it works spectacularly well. You feel like you're playing a retro game as you remember, not as they actually were. Awesome. That's good. It, it's one of those that kind of fits into the the thing of, oh, you know, money on the table. Why has yeah. it not been done before kind of a thing? Uh, it's like, yeah, God, why hasn't anybody done that? So, also, yeah. where's, where's my 18 game? Yeah, well, there is that. There was a specky one, I think. But I think, you know, when you look at four-player games and stuff like that now, I think you could make a good 18 game. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. A builder game, you know. Like, right, uh, what's that one? Not Ratchet and Clank, the other one. Um, Dragon Quest Builders? <laughs> no. The cutesy one. The bear guy and his mate. What, oh. Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts? That's the one. People don't like that game. Oh, I might talk about that another day because I really thought people liked that game. People didn't like that game. Ooh. 
That's interesting, that. I wonder why people didn't like it. Did, do you think they didn't like it because of that kind of dreams slash... Little Big Planet? Yeah, Little Big Planet. Yeah. Is it like that in that they get something like core quite wrong with it that just wrecks the rest of it? Or is it just... I don't know. I think because it took a side swipe at the original games at the very start. I, I honestly don't know. I played it and enjoyed it. And I, I, I've been watching videos over the past couple of months and every so often people just really rag on nuts and bolts. It's like being sort of like sort of like being in a bubble and going, do you know what I really loved as a kid? What? I really love Jibble Fix It. Oh, I wonder what people think of Jibble Fix It these days. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. So, but yeah, people really didn't like nuts and bolts. So, yeah, yeah. but later. An A-team game. Oh, my God. You could do an A... But no, I'm, I'm, my mind's going, we'll talk about this another time. Otherwise, we're going to go way off subject. So talk about what you've been playing, Stu. Well, I was playing Virtual On, which I mentioned briefly, I think, last week or the week before. Mm. And it's such a good game, it's, but it's a great lead-in to talk about games that are only good or only really fly when you use the dedicated controller. Yes. Because there's a huge thing there for that, I think. And, like, some obviously, like, all gun games, but specifically, like, Silent Scope. And I don't know how many of our audience will have played that. But So it was an arcade game with a great big gun bolted to it because you're a sniper. Yeah. But the specifics of it were that you... The scope in the gun was its own screen. And so when you moved the gun on the cabinet you were pointing a reticle, as you normally do, like on the screen. But also when you looked through the viewfinder, you got the zoomed-in view. Yeah. And you needed to use both because you needed your peripheral vision to see where the next enemy was going to be. And then you needed the zoom-in view to actually be able to target their body properly. That was genius, but pointless without the gun, you know? Yeah, it's a game that didn't translate to home consoles at all. That's a, a more... A succinct way of putting it, definitely. Um, so yeah, it's uh, there's there's quite a few like that. Virtuon is definitely one of them because I've played, I've tried to play a few of these style mech games with analog sticks, and it doesn't work because they're not responsive enough for what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, because you need to go from one side of the stick to the other to use really technical language. Sorry about that. Um, so fast, you know, it needs to be instant, really. And it's just perfectly designed for two, you know, digital joysticks to do that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for anyone I mean, who doesn't know Virtual On, but I'm sure a lot of people do, it's a mech arena battle game, one-on-one. -on -one. And, you, yeah, you run around and shoot each other and hit each other and, and fly a little bit, as you'd expect from a mech game. But with the, the twin sticks, you've got a combination of, like, well, really kind of like tank controls. Um, a bit like Battlezone, so um, pushing both forward makes you run forward, back, back, but two to the left makes you strafe, two to the right makes you strafe the other way, but um, you can do... You put like your hands that. on your hips. <laughs> yeah. You put your left foot in and your left foot out. Uh, yeah, and but things like, you know, pushing one forward and one back makes you rotate on the spot and, yeah, etc. and you can combine them so that you've basically got infinite, well, not infinite, but you know, all the movement possibilities, pretty much. So with that device, it's so good. And I got one dirt cheap, as I mentioned last last time when I was talking about Smash TV. And yeah, it, it's just great. But 
would I recommend playing it without it? Nah, not at all. Would I recommend playing it with it? Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, there's a whole thing we could talk about with that. But is there something recently that you've played that is has to have the dedicated controller, or otherwise it's garbage? Flight Simulator. Right, right, yeah. Uh, now, now, I've not got... I, I, again, this is something I'd love to have. I haven't got the room, I haven't got the money... Um, and I have children, but I would love to have the proper yoke and um, everything, the pedals, the lot set up to play flights in. But I've got, thanks to you sending it back, fixing it and modding it and sending back, I've got the, um, I've got my flight stick. And I tried playing flights in without it when I sent it to you. And it just wasn't, it wasn't enjoyable with the flight stick. Yeah. Oh my God, it feels so good. Because, you know, I know it's not the actual controls. I mean, unless you have got the money to get yourself the actual controls made up for every single plane within that game, you've got to have some degree of this isn't right. But, yeah, I can't play, a, I can't play Flight Sim without the, uh, without the flight stick. It's just not the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a surprisingly large amount of games like it. Yeah. Uh, like um, shooters, like R-Type Final 2, which is very recent. Like yeah, you can play it with the pad, but if you're gonna if you're gonna control it with the D pad, that's gonna start being quite achy quite yeah. soon. If you play it with the analog stick, that's fine, but it's it's more travel, it's slower, it's uh, you know it's as precise, but it you can't change direction anywhere near as quickly. So you need a joystick, and yeah. when you use a joystick, it's at, it really flies. <laughs> it flies. Um, so yeah, there's still a, a lot surprisingly large amount of it about like driving games like you can play a, a fairly average driving game like dirt five which we talked about week after week after week for, with, <laughs> with, emphasis, with emphasis on the average yes indeed <laughs> but you you play that with um with the with a wheel and it's way better you know it's like it doesn't make it an amazing game but it certainly makes it much more of a fun experience so yeah it is so important um yeah you know uh Duck hunt, point blank, time crisis, need a gun, need a gun. Uh, yep. The gun con was one of the greatest accessories ever made for a home console for me. Um, you know, it's yes. a shame Nintendo didn't do more with their with their light gun. Uh, but yeah, the gun con for time crisis, house of the dead, uh, point blank, all of those games. Oh, Oh my god, that uh, that was an experience. That was almost when when you talk about oh, it's like having the arcade in your home. That's the closest we ever got to having the arcade in your home was a gun con set up and time yeah. crisis. I think you're uh, right. Yeah, I think it's the best dedicated controller at a low price point that has probably ever been released. Now the issue with having one of those now, if you're not the demographic the police like. And you live in America, there's a chance you'll get shot for playing that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to get all serious there, but I can I can see maybe why the likes of Namco don't look at that and go, oh, let's put that back out. That'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned a little while ago how it's a little bit odd that they haven't gone for all this stuff in VR because there are a lot of VR shooter games and you could quite easily just get something as good as as the one the the you know, the best ones like Robo Recall, which I out of the ones I've played is by far the best uh, and you know get a time crisis get a virtual cop you know get a point blank in there uh, yeah. and Bob's your uncle but you know VR so, I don't know not doing very well 
so so here's my argument against that. I played a couple of the Call of Duties on Wii, and um, one like early ones, like you use like the nunchuck to move about, and then you press the button, like pointed your um, Wii remote at the screen, which is fine. And then I think one of the later ones allowed you to do it properly in the uh, in you know like the gun grip thing you could buy the plasticky tat. Yeah. There was one of those you bought that made you hold it like a gun, which felt much, much better. Uh, not great because it was a Wii game and it just didn't play that well, but it felt much better because you, you was holding it in the position of a rifle. Uh, now, in VR, with the VR controllers, I still think you'd lose something playing uh, Time Crisis using the those controllers. I think you physically need a screen, proper screen, and you need a gun. Because you've got to be able to get that feel. I think you've got to be holding that weapon. And I don't think you can replicate that with any kind of controller setup, whether it's a virtual, um, those weird like VR controllers, whether it's a, a normal controller, whatever. I don't think you can get that feeling. It has to be a gun con. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I... Personally. Right. I mean, the, I mean, I've used the Oculus controllers for a couple of years now, and I... They really do. When you've got a gun in the game and you're holding that pistol grip, it it does kind of feel like it. I mean, the drawback I think is, and I've mentioned this, so I'm going. Yeah, I've mentioned it in the past, so I'm going to in too much detail. Is that whole thing of you're right about it being a screen in that you you're pointing at a point on the screen as quickly as you can, whereas in VR it's much more like the real world. So you're moving, you know, all of your body around to point at a particular point. So it's very, very different feeling. It's not like a shooting gallery. It's much more like, you know, as it would be in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a bit of a drawback. But I do think if if VR was bigger than it is, I think there would be a, a kind of, right, because I've got some great ideas for it already. You know, like I would make all the boxes kind of three-quarter height on, on the body so that the ducking behind it, like you did with the button on uh, on time crisis would be easy for people but yeah. still require a bit of thought and skill i would make the, the hit boxes really big so that it's really quite easy to hit people but i would have them pop up really fast whack-a-mole style at different parts of the screen you know so i've got some great ideas that you could use to you know get it back to that kind of experience um but as i say yeah that's money left on the table which is the mm. theme of the episode and probably what we're going to call the episode as well oh, that's a good idea but just to, to reiterate my point, though, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna die on a hill over this one. All right, I, I can prove why a gun's better than a controller. Walking down the road a few weeks back, and this guy comes towards me, and I threw my Xbox controller at him. Didn't do a thing. He kind of dodged it and just went, "What, the f- what are you doing?" I uh, went, "Oh, oh, okay." Then I pulled out my Glock and I shot him in the face. So yeah. I'm just saying, just saying, guns are yeah. better. Well. You see, ironically, I've killed more people with controller than a gun because, uh, yeah, I just beat them to death. Whereas I, I can't afford the bullets for my, for my Glock, so yeah, it just sits there, really. Mental health gaming would just like to point out we do not condone gun violence, and that was just a bit. So please take that as it was a little bit of humour. Thank you very much. <laughs> yep, disclaimer. You know we got the segue bumper. Have you heard it yet? By the way, I have. Yes, I liked it. It's genius. I love it. Yeah, I, I would like think it. it's genius because I did it. But no, I liked we, it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> we need a uh, we need a disclaimer. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you're you're probably the best disclaimer voice because you've got a, <laughs> a more t- a good tone to your voice, whereas I sound sarcastic all the time. Or 
kind of it may be insincere with things i don't know um, <laughs> okay we'll sort one out talking of sounding insincere i spoke to a guy from belgium the last week more on that in in the future and he's just like i really like your accent and i was like you do and he was like yes yeah. so, uh, I, I don't i don't i've often heard people say they like my voice and i don't get it i really don't get it i sound like a knobhead <laughs> <laughs> that's more your personality than your accent though yeah yeah but i was like people can't like my voice that, that doesn't it doesn't compute with me whatsoever but uh, apparently i've got a decent voice there you go. Um, who, who, Big hit in Belgium. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I might get I might do I might sing and get my number one in Belgium. I'll be like the Belgium David Hasselhoff. Oh, oh no. Now we've got another we've got another title for the podcast. Well there you go. The Belgium David Hasselhoff. That could be yeah, me. Let's, let's go with it. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So anyway, I don't I can't even segue that into my next game. Whoa, more games. Wow. I've got one more I want to talk about. It's my game of the week as well. Do you reckon nice. David Hasselhoff has ever been bored in his trailer and sat there playing cards on his own? Yes. And do you reckon when he's been doing that, people have been look, maybe looking through the window at him? Yes. And he's been a bit nervous. Do you reckon there could be a solitaire conspiracy? Yes. I'm just going to say yes to all <laughs> Yes, I was just he say saved yes it. Yes, um, he did I've been it. playing the solitaire, the solitaire conspiracy again, this time on the Switch. I remember you talking about it and loving it. Yeah. Yes, and it was pre-embargo um, when I wanted to talk about it the other week. My God, I love this game. So I, I think I've said before, there's two developers out there that if they put their name on something, I'm getting it. One being San Barlow. By the way, Immortality looks... Oh, just on the 10-second teaser, yes, please. All it said was Immortality, San Barlow. I'm like, I'm in. Um, and the other is Mike Biffle. Put their names on a game, I'm in. And Solitaire Conspiracy is a Mike Biffle short. Um, it's what started out as just, I suppose, like just a fun little thing for him to make. And you basically, there's this conspiracy plot that's going on. And to get through the levels, you have to play these games of Solitaire to unlock the secrets and get to, you know, uh, you know, do some espionage. And it's all just done through this Solitaire game. So imagine like Murder by Numbers, where to solve cases, you've got to do... Uh, not Sudoku, Picross. Um, but instead of doing that, you're doing uh, solitaire games. And it's got FMV, love FMV, cutscenes in it, starring uh, Greg Miller as, um, do you remember? Greg, 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 Greg. The BMX guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll call back to old episodes. But it's Greg, 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 something. But yeah, it's Greg Miller. He plays Jim Ratio in it, who's uh, he guides you through. I won't ruin anything, but because Greg Miller is fantastic in it, did not realise he can act. Um, anyway, it's exactly the same game. I, I've spoke about it. I've got a video about it on YouTube. I've spoke about it on the podcast before. I absolutely adore this game. It's been remade on the Switch. A couple of little updates with it. So you got like this map you move around now, which gives it a bit more flavour. All the extra bits added to the PC version are there now. So there's like these diff slightly different modes. There's a daily mode. There's a skirmish where you can um, play continuously. So you go, 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 go until you lose. There's a countdown mode where you're racing against the clock and playing solitaire and yeah you just do that and the, the, the daily mode is really good because it's just like it's like the spelunky daily mode daily runs and stuff like that really really good and but what i really want to talk about with this is just one button one button on the switch 
the, the, the developers have put in. I don't know if this might be full directly or the developers within the team that have done it, that if he's had anyone like Pedro who's had working on it. And it's accessibility built directly into the game. Now, with the Solitaire Conspiracy, you're dealing with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight rows of cards, sometimes with about 10 cards in a row and stuff like that. And they're quite difficult to see. Good on a PC, big screen, that's fine. On the Switch, it all gets shrunk down. So press the R button and it zooms in on the uh, the cards. Allows it, e- makes it easy to read. Cool. I spend most of my time playing with the R button held in. Be nice for it to be a toggle, but I'm not going to complain. And it zooms in enough that you can read the cards without having to squint too hard. And built-in accessibility. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just going to go an actual full blown. You can have an applause because that is how you do accessibility. You look at go, what's going to cause this game to be difficult to play? Oh, yeah, the text and everything's a bit small. What could we do? Let's allow people to zoom in. That's great. We've been banging the drum for this for ages. Yeah. Weeks and weeks and weeks that games need more of this. So I'm really, really chuffed for you. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not perfect. Um, I still think. I mean, you can change the feeds, but there's still possibly some colourblind issues that have on some bits. I, I can't remember in the options properly if I saw anything with colourblind modes or anything like that. There's so many different agent special skills in there that I would like something more obvious to explain what that skill does rather than you having to kind of remember. But uh, honestly, it's a great game as it is. Um, and adding that one little bit of accessibility opens it up to so, so many more people. Because not only can you do that, obviously you can use the switches in built zoom function. You can then use that on top. So you don't have to zoom in as far with the zoom function on the switch. You can only bring it in slightly if you need and still use the zoom function within the game. And it adjusts to people who need it. Absolute brilliance. Yeah. And but also Greg Miller's amazing. But yeah, Solitaire Conspiracy might be full. Well done. Absolutely well done. Can't praise it enough just for that. Even if you don't play the game much, buy it, support them, because I want to see more of this. Cool. So Solitaire Conspiracy, how much is it on Switch? I haven't got a clue. I got <laughs> I got, got a code. code. I haven't <laughs> cool. checked. It could be 40 quid and it'll be worth it. Um, it's about 11 quid on Steam. So I'd imagine 11, 12 pound on... No, it's not. It's about 10 pound on Steam. Sorry. So I'd imagine about that, maybe 12 quid. I don't know if there's a switch tax. It's worth it, honestly. Cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out because I really do like Solitaire as well, on top of everything else. Awesome. Yeah, it's apparently right at this moment, at least in the UK, it's 7 because it's got 20% off. What's that, on Switch? On the Switch. Oh, yes. No, no we'll definitely buy it. Yes, buy it. Don't hesitate. Please include me in your next game, Mike Biffle, because I'm always waxing lyrical about your stuff. Oh, yeah, you're, you're completely his brand champion. You, yeah, he needs yeah. you. Yeah, he needs me. You. That, that would be my dream. If ever I got to work on a game, if you got Mike Biffle to work with Sam Barlow and include the actor Rupert Booth, then get me involved with that, That I will die a happy, 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 happy person. <laughs> Fair play. Don't die, Mr. Marsh. Oh, my God. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Sam, Mike, because we're on first name terms. Let's make it. Let's do it. And let's let me do it. It's, it's MX Marsh. Do you apologise? No, it's fine. I've only just got used to doing that. 
trying to work out all how to change all my pronouns and everything. Do you know, you can't do it on a lot of places. You've got to have Mr. Ms. Mrs. Rubbish, doctor, it? professor. Mm. Um, yeah, you can't just, there's no non-binary option on many companies. Get that sorted. Yes. <laughs> it's just an easy thing. Either take out the pro, that, that, that box or add other options. Simple as that, really. I said the only people that should ever be pissed off at those sort of things are web developers because they're the ones who have got to write the extra code. Do it. There's no reason not to. Anyway, talking of Sam Barlow, who has a game coming out that was announced at E3, we can segue into a bit of E3 chat. Go for it. I'm going to preempt this by going, this, this makes me a massive, massive hypocrite, okay? So Immortality is coming out by Sam Barlow. I've mentioned already, I saw a 10-second teaser trailer, and I cannot wait. My expectations are sky high. Based on what he done with her story and telling lies, I cannot wait. By the way, telling lies, did you ever watch Series 9 of Scrubs, the where they went and was in the university instead? Yeah, but I can barely remember it. It was that long ago, but yeah. So... Do you know, like, the main actress in that, the, the actress who played Lucy in that, who was the new um, JD, so to speak, she was the central character, um, she was in Telling Lies. Now, Telling Lies was that good, I didn't actually realise that was her, because she was fantastic in that. But there you go. Just a little tidbit. Right, okay. <laughs> Just a little tidbit. Ah, uh, but yeah, yeah Sam, Sam Barlow's games are amazing. I am stocking up on post-it notes already. I cannot wait expectations are high now that's the hypocritical bit out of the way one thing i've noticed about e3 people raise their expectations to levels that are just not possible to match um, especially this year i don't know what people were expecting from e3 this year you know especially from japanese developers who have struggled with the whole work from home thing because it's just not part of their culture yeah and so the game development in Japan has fallen. So people went into certain things, especially like the Nintendo one guy, where's this game? Where's this game? Ah, oh, why is why is this so 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 slow? Or where's my Metroid Prime 4? Not happening. It's not gonna go that quickly. But you know, everything's been pushed back for most people at least months. Japan, you're probably looking at a lot of games being pushed back a couple of years because of everything that's been going on. So Tone down those expectations just a little bit. Now, I watched E3, um, and people going, ah, oh, the Microsoft conference was dull. There wasn't much there. Um, Square Enix wasn't anything there. Cap Capcom, there wasn't anything there. The Capcom, I don't know why they bothered. Um, it was all stuff that's already out or literally due out in a couple of weeks. Nothing to announce. It's as though they bought the slot and went, oh, we've got nothing to put here. What shall we do? Nintendo's Direct was, I think, brilliant. But people kind of look at just the main ones again. They're looking at Microsoft, Sony, Square Enix, Bethesda. You know, they look at those. And instead of scratching the surface and going, what's on the future game show? What's, what have Devolver done? What's on uh, the Guerrilla Collective, the Wholesome Games Direct and things like that? It's just, what's the big boys doing? And now more than ever, indies should be getting the spotlight. If you look at the indie games that have been announced, my wish list has just gone insane with what's been you know what what's been announced i don't care that ubisoft haven't announced another division or rainbow six or whatever it does not matter it really does not matter i don't care you know or, or, you know the biggest news is halo and microsoft always do halo so what 
you're getting Halo still. Does not matter. There's so many good games out there. When people stop realizing that. Triple A is where you're aiming at. Uh, that's what means a good game. It's not. It's not. There's so many good games. Uh, Nintendo still hit it out of the park. We're getting a new WarioWare. We're getting Advance Wars being rebooted. Games for everyone are out there still. Um, but yeah, people, I don't know what people wanted. It almost seems to be like, unless we get the Half-Life level announcement, it doesn't count. And that's sad to me. I'm excited over the number of games we're getting. Not that we haven't had the biggest game announced because we saw what happens with the biggest games announced at E3. Look at Watch Dogs. Look at Cyberpunk. (laughs) (laughs) And... Fair enough. um, So, you know, expectations. Get excited. I love the excitement of E3, but don't then allow that to go, nothing happened. It was all rubbish. Because it wasn't. It was that there's so many good games and I didn't even add everything to my wish list yet. I just run out of time and couldn't see. <laughs> I think the the indie showcases were a uh, fantastic. I haven't seen very many of them. I tend I sort of cherry picked mm. some stuff, but the, the the all the excitement really is kind of in the indie stuff. Like I think you know Sable is is really jumping out at me. Beautiful, and I think for a lot of people. That's a, you know, a really big one. Yeah. Um, downloading the demo, but I haven't played it yet. So have you played the demo yet? Nope. I refuse to play the demo just purely because I want to go in fresh on the full game. I've seen the trailer. I'm in. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, other than that, I mean, the new Metroid game. Of course, yes. Jumped out on me. Um, I've got that on pre-order now already. Have you got the Amiibos pre-ordered? No, I haven't because... I- I mean, I like some Amiibos. I've even got a couple just for really d- for display. Yeah. But I won't be going in on them, no, because that's crazy. That, that, that um, <laughs> robot dog thing looks cool, though. It does look good. Yeah. It and does. that's one of the Amiibos. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, getting hold of that might be a little bit of a challenge. I, mean, I think it's all sold out already, hasn't it? Exactly. Um, but that's yeah. another Nintendo's yeah. doing their limited stock thing. That's another discussion. That, that, I, I kind of want that Zelda game and watch. Yeah, I, there's surprisingly large numbers of the Mario ones still available. Like you can actually buy it, which is mental oh, can you? to me for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. That's tempting. Well, the last time I looked, but it might have changed by now. But yeah. Because now I'm kind of thinking if they do this for all their old, like proper core series, that could be a cool little collection to have. You got me thinking now. Oh, damn it, Nintendo. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was a wonderful E3, personally, considering the circumstances. I know a lot of people were down on it. I don't know what he's expecting. Uh, Microsoft, everything's Game Pass. Um, it's the best value in gaming. It's mental. And yeah. if you look at everything as well, it, everything now seems to be had it was going to run on the cloud as well. So you can play everything via the cloud. Yeah. So what microsoft have done and people will always go oh they don't care about just the consoles i don't need a series x to play but i can still play which is what they want i'm sure that's right uh, yeah no they're bringing out possibly their own dongle to put in the tv yes please we've got a series s it's in my son's room but i don't always get the big tv so to be able to launch a browser on my pc play a bit of mlb on there and then maybe later in the week, oh, I can play on the TV now and to run it through a dongle, an app on the TV. Yes. Try games out. Yes. Precise. 
they're nailing it. They're absolutely nailing it. A Forza Horizon 5 looks wonderful, and that's going to be playable, you know, via Game Pass and on, possibly on the cloud as well. Yeah, genius. Um, that's all I can say. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I put this on my wish list years ago, 12 minutes in August. That is very likely going to top many Game of the Year lists. It's on Game Pass, PC and console. Do check it out because it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, I agree with you in that it was a very good one. Yeah. Considering the, the times we live in, uh, particularly. But yeah, just generally, because there's a lot of innovative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The whole E3 for the reason so far that I watched all the conferences with, with Edith and she loved them. She she made her own list of games she wants, um, and she wants lots. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's really good. She wants WarioWare. I was like, of course we're getting WarioWare. <laughs> Do I look stupid? And she went, yes, Daddy. <laughs> Even I'll be getting WarioWare. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna get that. Especially you can do it co-op now. So yep, definitely. Uh, yeah. Mario Golf. She wants. She wants the new Monster Hunter. She's only played half hour of monster hunter rise but she yeah she wants it so but we won't get that yet we'll get that when it's cheap she wants the racing game that she saw on the microsoft one she wants um the various cat games that she saw in the wholesome direct and stuff so yeah she wants all the games and um she got she when they mentioned that among us was coming to the xbox she literally leapt off the sofa screamed and started dancing around dancing around the living room such was her excitement that within two minutes, Michael Huber from Easy Allies was on the phone going, that's a bit much. <laughs> uh, some people would get that reference because he gets very excitable at E3. But yeah, no, she, she got very excited. I'd love watching that passion enough that she's just really into video games and just, oh yeah, she, she gets it. That's really good. Uh, it shows that you know, there's a. The, the, I think new. I'm not going out too far on a limb to say that the new generation of gamers doesn't really care about graphics as much. I might. I mean, I'm just basing that off the fact that you know Nintendo are so big and they're not the biggest hitters in terms of you know they're playing Minecraft, Fortnite, and Among Us. Yeah, um, exactly. It's great. It's great. It's great to see. They're not even playing the Call of Duties anymore and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they care. They just want good, fun experiences. So I think, I honestly think the new generation, of, the next generation of gamers are going to be closer to what we were, but less cynical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm pl- yeah, playing much shorter experiences, more communal experiences. Yeah. Uh, yeah, excellent. Uh, and they're not going to complain about women ruining their games. Oh, yeah, please, God. Yeah, let's... let's... <laughs> Consign that to the past, please. But the one game I still want to play, but it's so expensive. Um, I want to get a um, DC Superhero Girls or whatever it's called because that looks fun. But apparently it's not sold well because, one, I think it's too expensive. 50 quid for a game that's aimed at definitely young girls. 50 quid? Yikes. Yeah, um, which is a shame. But I, I, can't, I can't justify 50 quid. I'll pick it up in a sale. But again, what it's probably going to show certain developers is girls don't sell. It's not that girls don't sell. It's the tie-in games are usually crap and people don't want to risk 50 quid on those. Release something like that that you're not sure how it's going to do at a lower price point. And then your next one, if it takes off, then you can do that one more expensive. 
but yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Life is Strange is coming to the Switch. See, so much I forgot. I cannot wait for Life is Strange. (laughs) Stu, will you see us out? Because I won't stop. I know. Yeah, this is getting insane now. Yeah, but okay. (laughs) No, your enthusiasm is is great. And I think there was, like we said, a lot of great stuff there. And it's, it's what you need. It's what you need at the moment. And like you said, it's a good thing to have in the summer. So, yeah. Yes. Brilliant, yeah. But okay, we are come. We have come to the end. People. I won't interrupt you again. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, very good. So as oh, I usual, promise, honestly, I won't. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm going to actually done kill now. you. Done now. Yeah, done now. Yeah. yeah, you'll be done in a minute, mate. No. So okay, have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the footy uh, if you're into that sort of thing, obviously. But follow us on social media. Watch all of our content on YouTube and follows on Twitter and things like that. If you can support us, support us on Patreon or pay for us a one-off on coffee. And other than that, have a good week. Stay safe and stay sane.